Good morning. You don't need to adjust your glasses. Neither one of us are Pastor Jeff this morning. I am Londa Schnell, uh, Children's Ministry Director here at Community Heights. I've uh, been doing this for five years. And this morning, my husband Jason and I get to share as we kick off this uh, family series over the next four weeks called Family Practice. So um, to give you a little look at our qualifications or lack thereof, uh, you got a picture of our family, Paul? All right, so here is the Schnell clan. Um, we have Riley and Corey. Riley is our oldest. Um, him and his wife have been married about three years now and are well into the midst of adulting, I guess. Yes, and the great thing is they're off the payroll now, so that's great. Mostly, yes. Our second Emma is uh, going to be a senior at Northwestern. She'll, she will complete her college this fall in Orange City. You Nothing. bet. And for some odd reason, when I comment against Emma, it always comes back, so I reserve. Okay, okay. Our next is Parker. He will be a sophomore at UNI this year and present this morning, so we're not going to say anything bad about Parker. Not that we have anything bad to say. We don't at all. And then we were blessed with the twins. They are turning nine here in a month and will be third graders. So this is the clan that we're practicing on, and just disclaimer that we are still trying to figure this parenting stuff out along the way, but have had really a good time together as we have prepared to share with you this morning. So um, the one, we needed like a starting place. And so we thought about our habits that we have as, as families, and we thought about our routine, which are both very true, but neither one of them really seemed very fitting. So we landed on rhythm, because when I looked up the definition for rhythm, it is a strong, regular, repeated pattern, and that seemed really fitting for the foundation of our family series. You bet, you bet. And the first thing, uh, when Lana came to me and talked about this opportunity, I thought, well, well bless your heart, you know. <laughs> but it has been fun. It has been fun uh, putting this together with Londa and uh, spending time in it. But as we talk about rhythms and uh, daily rhythms, you know, uh, when I think of rhythm, I, right away my mind goes to a piano player, because they do. They hold a good rhythm. And I've always had a desire to learn how to play the piano. Um, so I thought, okay, you know, how can I make this happen? So I went out, and I found a wife that knew how to play the piano. I thought, good job, you know? So shortly after our marriage, uh, we started this process, and uh, I think it was well into the second lesson, maybe halfway through it, that my wife boldly told me that... Uh, I have no rhythm. And uh, that only is not true with piano playing. Um, it is something that I struggle with in my life as well, in holding myself accountable to maintain a good rhythm. But on a good rhythm day, uh, what I like to do is wake up and, uh, with a cup of coffee and open the Bible and uh, read a chapter out of the Bible. And uh, what I've learned as I've done that in the past, I can read a chapter in the Bible and shut it and go about my day and really not picked up anything from it. So I try to read the Bible, a chapter in the Bible, the footnotes, but yet more importantly, try to pick out three bullet points that I can use in my daily life and with work and uh, family and how I just react. And it does make a difference, and I can tell you the days that uh, I seem or I think I'm too busy and it doesn't happen. So I did mention if you are a note taker on the back of 
your newsletter that was on your seat, you can follow along with us. And there is a box there that says, My Daily Rhythm Includes. So think about from the moment that you wake up to the moment that you go to bed, what are those most important things that make up the rhythm of your day? Because you're busy, right? I'm going to guess if I talk to any one of you individually, every single one of us think of things to really jam-pack our day with. And we're all busy, but what are we busy doing? What is our rhythm? So think about um, being physically fit for a moment. So you don't just wake up one morning and you're physically fit. Like that is something you had to have a plan. You had to stick to it. And, and then you become fit. If you are married, some of you, raise your hand if you've been married over 50 years. A good number of you. Did that just happen? Like you just, yeah, we just have a great marriage? Or was it something that really you have to get into a rhythm? It's hard work to get to where you're at. It's hard work. So a healthy rhythm has to include spending time with God. It just does. There's no way around it. If you want to have a, a strong foundation and you want your day to go better than it could otherwise, you have to spend time with God. You bet. And, and why would God want us to invest in that rhythm, that healthy rhythm? It's to bear fruit for him. And, and we picked out a, a verse in the Bible, uh, John chapter 15, uh, 5 through 8. And it talks about bearing fruit for him and, and the glory that God finds in it. And I'll read that. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you... Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So it is a family series, but some of you have long since, your kids are way out of the house. Some of you have yet to have children. So this first bullet point is really right on for all of us. Look back at your list. Look back at your rhythm. Does your rhythm allow fruit to grow? And if you do have kids, this first bullet point is really the foundation to the rest of what we've learned. You bet. Right? Yeah. So our second bullet point would be more intended for the family. A healthy family rhythm is intentional and requires discipline. So we found a passage in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 6 may be very familiar to you as a family passage. So Moses is calling for the next generation of Israel to be more faithful to God than all the previous mistakes of the generation in front of them. So join me here, Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Wow, Londa, when I hear you read that, that sounds like a great suggestion. Yeah, it's, it's pretty strongly mapped out right there for us. So there 
One thing that, you know, I, I'd like to comment, you know, we, we talk about uh, problems that we have in today's world, and yet Moses is talking um, about these same problems back in his time. And what a great thing that uh, God has provided us word, not only for then, but for us now. It's a current situation. They're really not new problems, are they? Different, not new. So there's certain things that only can only be communicated, understood, and discovered over time. So what you do every week matters more if you keep doing it, whether you have kids or not. What you, mat- what you do matters more if you have a steady rhythm. So this passage reminded me of that. So you could change it if you were to say it today. It might say, talk about these things as you eat your meals together. Hopefully more often than not, but we're busy, right? So talk about these things with your kids while you eat. Talk about these things that God maps out for us in your conversations in the kitchen late at night with your teenagers. You're having them if you have teenagers. They are beautiful moments that I hold pretty dear to me, those not, not the heated ones, but just those life discussions that you have with your kids. Talk about them in your road time that you have in the car, even in McDonald's drive through Talk about them when you take walks and go on bike rides with your kids. When you tuck your kids into bed at night, talk about them. As you discipline your kids, talk about them. Should I mention my discipline issues of the week? That's I'm not going to name any names, but... It was kind of ironic to me this week as I um, sat working on this at my kitchen table, two of my children were playing Minecraft in the family room, which is attached to the kitchen. And I heard a choice word come out of one of my children's mouth. You know who you are. I, for real, I sat at the kitchen table and thought, there, have, there has to be someone more qualified. <laughs> Jason and I, to do this, but God put us here. So what I did was I went, took a deep breath, and I went straight into the family room, and I said, you need to go to your bedroom. I will come and talk to you when I'm ready. It was about 10 minutes past, and by that time, you know, I am literally, my Bible is open to Deuteronomy in the kitchen, and I gave myself a little bit of time and went in there, and we had a really beautiful conversation about choosing our words about hopefully what Jason and I model as parents about what the Bible tells us about the fruit in our lives and how people can tell that Jesus lives within us. It really was a beautiful time, but it was a great reminder that it, it happens, those teachable moments with kids. So as you discipline and as you disciple, that rhythm is so important. So growing up, there were four girls in my home. So there were six of us, and we would have, I remember having family meals around the table. And my mom, it was very important that we had devotions after these meals. Well, I think I was upper elementary probably, and I'm second to four daughters. So we're all kind of in that adolescence, early adolescence. And my mom presented the prayer bucket. So I called her this week, and I said, any chance you still have that prayer bucket? Because I would love to talk about it. Her and dad couldn't find it anywhere. So I'm just going to talk about this bucket because my mom would fill it throughout the week with names of people that needed to be prayed for or had concerns, just people that our family could really um, pray over. And so after devotions, we would send this bucket around the table, and there were six of us. So you could end up with the two or three names maybe that you had to pray for. 
it was a really, really beautiful thing that my mom did to just keep that rhythm going for parenting. I did not appreciate it at the time. And I know if I talked to any of my sisters, they would also say, like, we had things to do. We wanted to be done with that family time and with my mom's prayer bucket. But now that I'm an adult and I can look back, what a beautiful rhythm they were instilling. So my point, our kids, when I say, go get your Bibles, we're going to, we're going to do devotions or we're going to look up scripture. We're going to work on a memory verse. Not one time. I don't think any of them have said, what a great idea. Thank you. I was not busy doing my own thing. I really want to do that. It's our job as parents to be the one that sets the rhythm for them because there's going to be a day that's going to come when they're going to decide for themselves if they're going to walk with Jesus or not. And it's our job to do our best to say that we did what we could do for them to know Jesus. So having said that, man, I'm getting off on a rabbit trail, aren't I? I love what I do here at the church. I love working with kids. And I know we have lots of small group leaders that would say the same thing, that they love working with your kids as well. But here's the reality. Kids are in the building about 40 hours a year on any given year. And that could, your child may be here a little bit more. It could be a little bit less. But roughly speaking, 40 hours that a small group leader or myself or the pastors have to feed into your kids. You, as a parent, have about 3,000 hours in a year that you're speaking into the lives of your kids. We have 40 as a church. You have 3,000. So don't ever think that your job isn't very, very important because you speaking into the lives of your kids is. And we don't take that lightly as parents either. You bet, you bet. And what we've been talking about is that uh, foundation. And, uh, you know, Londa asked me if I had a verse I wanted to add. And I added uh, Mark chapter 4, verses 3 through 8. And and what it talks about is uh, the seed and as it's growing up and how it's placed and how it can bear fruit. Um, Just paraphrasing here a little bit, but what it means to me is the seed represents God's word. The farmer is Jesus and the soil is our hearts. The seed is always life-giving. In good soil, it'll produce everything God wants it to. If the soil isn't taken care of or placed under harsh growing conditions, it won't produce. You know, as you leave here today and you, you look across the countryside, wow, we got a good growing crop this year. Things look great. But as you dig a little bit closer, you know, we've been dry for a while, you can start to see maybe some differences out in that field. And why is that? Is it the soil condition? Perhaps it's the soil type, you know, a clay-type soil, um, not allowing that plant to place that deep root to handle the rough conditions. And even if you dig a little deeper, sometimes you find fertile soil that there's some differences out there. Maybe the placement of that seed was not correct. It was placed in an environment that maybe wasn't uh, as inviting, such as the depth of the seed or maybe just the conditions of the soil were not right. So I guess to wrap that up, you know, it's important to have that strong, deep-rooted system that allows you to get through the rough times that we observe. And as we go in and and talk about um, long-term investments, you know, whether that's towards retirement or mutual funds or even college funds, you know, that takes a certain uh, rhythm and discipline 
and intention to do that. And uh, John, he put together a, a nice video asking what kids' view was on long-term investments. So let's watch that. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining Uncle John on the front yard in the nice sun. Hey, we're helping out Londa this morning because she's actually going to be talking to the adults, your mom and dad and everybody else, a little bit about a concept that involves what we call long-term investing. It has to do with long-term investing in people, but let's see if we can kind of understand what that is. Do you have any idea what long, give me an example with your hands of what long is, okay? Can you give me an example what short looks like? Yeah. There's a big difference between what? Long, Long and, and short. short. So, so can you tell me something that you would have to wait a long time for? Uh, I know. That's worth waiting for? What? Like, I already said this one. Go ahead. Well, Dad has his, like, Lego set, and, like, when I'm, like, uh, when I'm really, like, when I'm 12 or... Or like 13, yeah. could give it to me. So you're waiting a long time for a special Lego set your dad already owns. When you get to be around 12 years old, you can actually get a chance to play with that and have it, correct? Mm -hmm. Can you give me an example, Piper? Um, Look this way. Waiting for our house to get done. Waiting for your house to get done. It's been a long time that dad's been remodeling, isn't it? Yeah. So he's doing, a, yeah, exactly. Anything else over here, guys? Getting a phone, Camber says it's going to be a long time, uh, and you're waiting for it with anticipation, right? Well, let's talk a little bit about investment. Yeah. Yes. Getting a bike. Getting a bicycle that getting fits you. Shoes. And getting shoes. Yes, you got good shoes on. Well, let's talk about investment. Anybody have any, any idea when we talk about investment? I mean, that's something you're yeah. like, think about saving up a bunch of money for something. A little bit every day, so you have a bunch at the end. Is there anything you're saving for? Mm. Anything saving for anything, Camber? She's thinking. I'm trying to save, like, for up a Lego set. An an another Lego set? Yeah. How about you, Piper? Talk. Talk. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody? A walkie-talkie. A walkie-talkie. Well, that is amazing. John. You got, yes. Getting some dresses. Getting some dresses. That's good. Well, Getting what we believe is that it takes a long time. Moms and dads do a bunch of little things in our life over a long period of time that Ooh. reap tremendous rewards in us, don't they? Yeah. Think about how what mom and dad do every day to show you yeah. love, to also sometimes discipline you and correct you and teach you and guide you and raise you up. They do that what? Every day so that someday you are prepared uh, for the world that uh, you're going to live a little bit more by yourself. Isn't that true? Mm -hmm. All right. So can you wave everybody and say goodbye? Bye-bye. I love that. I love the honesty in kids' answers. And uh, so true that is. And also how it relates to us as, as well. Um, you know, as I heard a long-term investment, they were saving up. And they were saving up for a new pair of shoes, Lego sets, cell phones. All great answers for kids. But then I got to ask myself, you know, what's holding me up? What, what are my shoes and my Lego sets that uh, is holding me back for my long-term investment?
So long-term investing requires time, right? So the time that we take over a long period of time with our kids is probably, it is the best investment that we could ever take. So we're gonna watch a short video that could probably say it better than I can. Parents have to think like an investor who is contributing a little every week. There is no such thing as instant return on faith or character. Again, the secret is time over time. Our attraction to immediate results can keep us so busy, we never engage in work that has lasting impact. We get so preoccupied with what we can measure that we don't give attention to what we can't measure. Did you ever stop to think? The reason you can't measure emotional growth is because it's too gradual. The reason you can't see spiritual growth is because it's too spiritual. The reason you can't anticipate pivotal moments is because they're too unpredictable. The best thing you can do is choose to keep investing in what you can't see. Being present for what you are not sure is happening. Trusting that your investment will ultimately see a return. That was very well said, that importance of time over time. So as we wrap up this morning, just let's recap. Did you mention how much you like bullet points? I do like bullet points. I know, yes. you love bullet points. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it all up for us with three bullet points. The first one that we talked about today is the healthy rhythm for all of us includes spending time with God. I don't care if you have kids or not. A healthy rhythm includes spending time with God. And if it doesn't, if you don't have any time when you look, look through your daily rhythm from start to finish, if you're so busy that there's no time, then it's time to readjust somewhere. All of us can say that. Two, number two, your long-term investment into your kids has to be intentional. It's hard work. If you're in the midst of raising littles, if you're getting ready to go off to kindergarten, man, that time goes fast. The days are really, really long. long. I said it backwards last time. The days are really, really long. But if you've raised kids and they're now adults and have families of their own, you know for a fact how very, very quickly that time goes. So use it intentionally in little snippets. Don't, don't try to save it all for their senior year of high school to try to teach them everything that you wish that you had. They're always little, so willing to learn at that time they as well. Are. So. Yes, yes, they're at 10 o'clock in the kitchen, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> so make that long-term investment into your children. The last one is at the very bottom of your notes. It's a challenge for all of us. What one change can I make this week to my daily rhythm to better reflect who I want to be in Christ and to better reflect um, growing children in Christ like we want to? One thing. I actually came up with two on mine. Did you lose yours? We all have one. So be thinking as we wrap up today of that one thing. Um, it's just little snippets of time. You bet. You bet. Uh, shall we close in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to bear fruit for you. We thank you for the words that help guide us in that direction. And we thank you for the opportunity to invest in our children, to uh, follow you and, and be a part and have you be a part of their lives. Uh, what an awesome responsibility and uh, something that uh, we take dear to our hearts. 
And we just thank you for this opportunity to speak today. And uh, we just ask that uh, we can use this and uh, as our week to come. In your name we pray. Amen.